0: welcome to especially organized sensible solutions for special needs moms the podcast for all those busy moms out there who like me take care of kids who have a little something extra and in the midst of all that extra want to lead a more organized and present life whether your child has medical complexities an intellectual disability or neurodiversity i am here for you My name is Angela O'Brien, and I'm the parent of a 19-year-old daughter with Down syndrome. I know what it's like to have too much overwhelm and too little time when you're trying to manage all the pressures and responsibilities that come with a special needs child. Using my experience and skills as a professional organizer, each week I will bring information and encouragement to help you move through your clutter and reclaim what you deserve. So let's get started. Welcome, dear listener. Welcome to Especially Organized. I hope that this week, this first Tuesday after Thanksgiving, you're feeling full and happy and loved. And if you are anything like the rest of America, you are probably already in preparation mode for the upcoming holidays. And if you aren't already planning, then I'm sure you are thinking about planning. So I know we have some listeners in other countries besides the United States. So I'm not sure how long y'all get a break at the end of the year. But here in the good old US, our kids are usually off from school about two weeks or even more if they're in college. This is so that everyone can celebrate Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or just the end of the year with their family and their loved ones. But what that means for families of special needs kids or adults like our family is that the routine is off. Schedules are different and accommodations might need to be made during this time so that we as parents can still enjoy the season a little bit too, right? So I thought for this episode, I would share a few tips on how to best prepare for this break, this holiday season. So that we as parents aren't pulling our hair out and wishing for January 2nd to just come already so that we can be done with all the madness. So if you have kids with special needs, and you probably do if you're listening to this, then you likely have kids that are in some kind of school or perhaps an adult that is in some sort of day program that they attend, and maybe they're taking off for a couple weeks. Maybe you have other kids that are also in school or college or out working and now they're coming home for a bit. And so you are going to have all your chicks in the nest, so to speak, for a few days or more. You might even be brave in planning to host extended family or friends this season. So you are not only going to need to prep for these extra visitors, you are going to need to make sure that you keep your sanity for the next month until that schedule gets back to something a little bit more normal. So in this episode, I'm going to cover four areas of preparation for the holidays. And that's decorating, traveling or hosting, food and gifts. Okay, so let's get started talking about holiday decorating. Now, I will admit, I used to spend days, maybe even a whole week, decorating my home the week after Thanksgiving, putting up multiple trees, garland, outdoor lights around the house, you name it, I did it. And even though I was really the only one doing it, the kids would help out a little bit, but I loved it actually. It felt festive and it was fun when the kids were little, but I I wasn't working back then. And I will admit my preferred decorating style has shifted from Let's put a tree in every room to more of a less is more approach. So I look back now and realize "Mm, I I could have spent a lot of that time with my kids rather than decorating. (laughs) So anyway, lesson learned. But I know not everyone who listens to this has that more minimalist style like I do now. But I will tell you, if you are stressed out, thinking about decorating your home for the holidays, this is your signal that it's okay if you don't want to go all out. It's okay to not put lights up on the house. It's okay if you decide not to put out every single holiday item you own. It's okay to do less. And side note, it's also okay to not send out holiday cards, even if that's something that you do every year. Maybe a quick Merry Christmas and family update via email to your family and friends might be a better option. Maybe a simple post on social media or maybe nothing. Maybe just consider asking yourself more of what feels right to me and my family and less of what should I be doing? All right, when it comes to hosting or traveling with your child with special needs, let's talk about that a little bit. If you are brave and planning on hosting any extra visitors for an overnight stay this season, now might be a good time to get that guest room set up. I always take hints from my best friend Paige. She's been on this show a few times. You've probably heard her. She is in episode five and six and in an 18 as well. I always love visiting her home. She and I haven't lived in the same city for 12 years, so we've we've done a lot of weekend visits over that time. And she is a pro when it comes to setting up a room for a sleepover guest. And it doesn't matter if I'm sleeping in her daughter's room that she's given up for the night or it's a dedicated guest room. She always has just what I need in there. She puts in extra towels, fresh sheets, waters by the bed, a phone charger and even extra toiletries in the bathroom in case, you know, I need them. But honestly, you don't have to do all that. Those are just some ideas if you want. But just getting the room set up with fresh sheets and extra towels can go a long way to helping your guests feel at home. And if it's a dedicated guest room, then that's something that you can do in the early part of the season, in case it starts to get a little hectic right before company arrives. So you know oh yeah, the guest room is set up, I can focus on some other things. Now, whether or not you and your family are the ones hosting or the ones traveling, this is a time of extra, extra sounds, extra sights, extra food, extra smells, extra everything. And that can be hard for our kids who struggle with sensory processing or have anxiety. So I think it's important to keep some of these things in mind when planning our holidays. So here are some things that you can think about to help get you and your sensory child through this extra sensory time of the year. First of all, I think it's helpful to help our child prepare for what's coming, whether that's talking to them to explain what's coming, setting up a visual calendar, using social stories, Or even just letting them have something extra that's comforting to them if you're traveling. Or just daily reminders, a morning meeting, an evening meeting, whatever it is that helps set up your child for a successful day or week can really go a long way. And I think that this is a time of the year where maybe we need to pick our battles So our kids might not make the healthiest food choices during the season, or they may not want to wear a shirt and tie to a certain event. I think it's just important to stay calm and remember what Lena in episode 25 talks about. She talked about zooming out our thoughts when we get stressed and we are starting to feel that burnout and thinking about the bigger picture. What is really important here in this situation, in this season, in this situation, And I'll be honest, I consider our sanity to be at the top of that list. Plus, not to mention, our kids can pick up on our own stress. So, you know, pick your battles and let's just try to remember the bigger picture. I know that during this time of the year, there are in at least in some of the bigger cities, some sensory friendly events or quiet Santa events during the season so if you need an activity with a little bit less of all the extra lights and the sounds seek that out maybe google those kinds of local events in your area or maybe even just plan for a little extra downtime for your loved one and and don't be afraid to say no you can opt out of some activities to allow for some rest now if you're traveling with your kids remember Bring a favorite item from home that can really be a lifesaver. Sometimes adding some extra comfort during a time of change and maybe they're a little bit more anxious and then perhaps sharing privately with your hosts a little bit about your child's extra needs up front and ahead of time can help them be prepared to make your child feel a little bit more at home while they're away. And finally, it might be helpful to give your child an extra job. What I mean by that is, you know, if you're hosting a party or you're at a party at a friend or a relative's house, give them something they can do to reduce their stress. So maybe that's something like taking their coats or offering. Guests a drink, something to take their mind off the fact that they are in an unfamiliar place or that more people are in the home. So perhaps think about giving them an extra job. All right, let's move on to food. If you are expecting more kids, Or adult in your home, whether it's just your own kids home for an extended break, or you have friends or family visiting the thought of preparing three meals a day for more people than you're used to that can get pretty tiresome. And you know me, I am not a cook. So that really, really gets my anxiety level a bit high. So one thing I recommend is setting up the kitchen for a self service breakfast. This gives you a bit of a break, and not to mention, it's a good opportunity now that your special needs child is not necessarily getting up and out the door to their school or their program. They can work on some of those independent skills, independent life skills, like making their own breakfast, using the microwave, putting things in the dishwasher, things like that. So, to do this, to set up a self service breakfast, You can have some ready-made items available for your kids and or your guests. You can even set up a little breakfast bar on the counter or on the fridge, like have items like sausage that they can heat up in the microwave or healthy cereals or yogurt with toppings, like have some cut up fruit or nuts available, things like that, that are available and easy for them to grab. I know that there are some easy mini egg casserole recipes out there and I think you can just put them in muffin tins and freeze them. But again, you know I'm not the cook in the family. So if you just Google easy make-ahead breakfast ideas, I know some recipes will pop up. One final trick I employ when we have guests is trying to minimize cleanup when having extra mouths to feed. And this is especially helpful if you have college kids home. Using paper plates, maybe even utensils for breakfast or sometimes even lunch, it just saves time and effort on cleanup and also running the dishwasher a few less times. So you're saving on water. Another idea my mother-in-law always employs is that she hands out These special rubber bands that wrap around our water glasses. So when we all go to visit, there's 14 of us that um, descend upon her house for a holiday. And so she doesn't want to be cleaning up all of those water glasses all the time. So she has these special rubber bands that are in kind of a certain shape and have different colors, or you can find some other way to mark the glasses. And if you even want to be a little fancy and you have some time to plan this, another friend of mine had water bottles made up with each guest's name on the bottle. So it totally saved on cleanup. Instead of everyone reaching for a new glass every time they were thirsty. So I hope that that helps. I know that that has been a lifesaver for uh, some people in our family. Now keep in mind too, with the holidays, extra food can mean different tastes and textures and along with extra smells for those kids with sensory issues. So helping your child be prepared for that or just keeping the cooking a bit contained might be something to think about. Hey, dear listener, I just want to jump in here for a second. Did you know that this podcast, especially organized, was named one of 15 empowering female led podcasts you need to listen to by LA Weekly? I was privileged to be listed among a number of amazing podcasts that cover all kinds of important topics for women. I appreciated that the subject of moms caring for kids who come with a little something extra needing help to get organized was acknowledged and that it's an important topic to cover. So I would love it if you would like, share, and subscribe to my show if you haven't already. And if you are so inclined, please leave a five-star review as this helps other moms of kids with disabilities, autism, and or neurodiversity find this podcast, and get the help they need to reclaim their space, time, and energy. All right, back to the show. Finally, let's move on to gifts. This is this can be a tough topic I've found. There's, there's just so many expectations and emotions attached to not only gift themselves, but the actual act of giving a gift. I think it's helpful to keep in mind that everyone's expectations surrounding the act of gift giving can be different. So just setting those expectations up front and having some conversations with your family can be really helpful here. Now, if you are trying to reduce the number of of presents of gifts that your kids are receiving, I get it. I am right there with you. It's really hard, I think, when you have friends and relatives who are kind and generous and they want to shower your kids, especially your kids with special needs, with presents. It's an act of love for them. I get that. And given that my daughter's birthday is right around Thanksgiving, we have the yearly problem of coming up with ideas for her birthday and then turning right back around and doing it again for Christmas. And it's always a lot. It's stressful. Every year I struggle to come up with enough ideas to meet everyone's needs. So if there's a way for you to broach the subject to doting relatives that really want to give gifts to your kids, sometimes the idea of providing an experience for your child over an actual item might be worth bringing up. Especially if this is something that the relative can do with your child. So for example, One year, my parents gave my daughter tickets to see this special performance uh, in January, and it was a show all about China, and they had her spend the night, they went out to eat, she chose this uh, restaurant here called Pei Wei, which is one of her favorites, it's a fast Asian food restaurant, so they made a whole themed night out of it, and she had a ball, and over the years, we have given you know tickets to concerts one year we actually did a whole Disney themed Christmas we were planning a trip for the following year and it was in January Side note, Super Bowl Sunday is always supposed to be a really good weekend to go to Disney, FYI. So that's what we did. And we thought, well, what the heck? Why aren't we coordinating this with Christmas? (laughs) So that was their Christmas present, along with a few little Disney trinket items for the trip. So even the relatives were in on it, and they gave some Disney-themed items as well. And we wrote them a letter, and we wrapped it up, and we made it really fun. So that might be an idea. And this year, we actually got her tickets to see Pentatonix in Fort Worth. And it happens to be on a night when our son will be home. So again, the four of us are going to go and make a night of it. And so I am super excited to satisfy her birthday present, but also have a fun holiday experience for our family. And you can even like print out a certificate or write a letter or a short poem explaining what you're giving and wrap that up. You can go to the dollar store and buy like, you know, dollar items, just cute little related items that might have something to do with your gift. And that gives them something to open. So it doesn't have to be anything grand like a trip or a concert. It can be movie passes. It can be an evening at a restaurant or a local activity, things like that. One year, my mother-in-law did a scavenger hunt for my daughter's gifts. She got her about five little items, wrapped them up, and she made a poem with each gift that she wrapped up. Now, I do not have time to do this and I doubt you do too, but if this is something your relatives, your grandparents who have a little bit more time want to do, all the more reason, go for it. So my daughter had so much fun with this. And my mother-in-law is like so good at coming up with cute little poems, rhyming poems. So the gifts didn't cost all that much, but for my daughter, it was just the act of finding them and unwrapping them that made it fun. So Just something to think about, you know, something that might be fun to add a little bit more spark. Speaking of unwrapping, if your child has trouble with that skill, then feel free to make the gift wrap easy to come off. You just use less tape or put the gift in a gift bag. And you can tell your relatives that too that actually gives your child confidence and independence to know that they can unwrap the gift. It keeps the excitement going rather than creating frustration before the gift is even opened. Now I know all of this is more work for you, mom or dad in this case, it's more work for me every single year, figuring out what the grandparents and the aunts and uncles can get my kids But I will tell you, it ends up saving us all frustration and disappointment in the long run because the gift giver now has some confidence that what they're giving is appropriate for my daughter and that she will like it. Because sometimes relatives, they may not really understand that a toy with lots of sounds and flashing lights may set off our child in ways they had no idea. And nobody wants to experience that. So, doing the work up front, having those conversations, and setting up those expectations ahead of time can really be worth the effort. And finally, I am always on my kids about sending out thank you notes to those that give them gifts. And one thing I have found is that I know that there are some thank you notes out there that you can have your child write in the name of the gift giver, the name of the item and their signature. And this just gives them a little bit more ease um, when you have a child who might struggle with their OT skills and it, it lets them send a thank you without that added stress. And you can also make this a learning opportunity. I do this with my daughter. I'll say, hey, where do stamps go on an envelope? Why don't you help me put this sticker on? Oh, let's practice our address. What is our address? Let's write it up in this corner. Let's practice that sort of thing. So you can turn it into a little bit of an activity for them. All right, I've gone over a lot of stuff here, but I have one final thought. I don't want you to forget about you. The caregiver. This is a time for you to enjoy as well, not just your kids. So please find ways to reduce the stress and demands that are too much for you right now. Schedule in some quiet time for you and your kids. Don't be afraid to say no to activities. And even if you need to seek out some areas in your home that might be like a sort of a chill out zone, you can take a bath, put some music on, have a little nice little reading chair with a writing journal, whatever it is that works for you. Give yourself a little bit of that. Because again, don't forget that our kids can pick up on our stress levels. And so don't be afraid to ask for help. Friends and family, they may not know how they can help unless you tell them. So give them a list of things that they can do to support you. Maybe they can look after your child while you spend time shopping, or maybe they can just pour you a glass of champagne at the dinner, you know, things like that. Just don't be afraid to ask for help. With that, I want to wish you a wonderful holiday season this year with as little stress as humanly possible. I know that that's impossible to have no stress. But I hope that you get to spend some special time with your family and that you get to rest and relax some too prior to the start of the new year. Okay, if you have any holiday de-stressing tips that I missed, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. I hope that you get to go out and reclaim what it is that you need today. And I will see you next week.